what do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca about to ditch the couch. We've grabbed our mics and we are about to break down some Wednesday wreckage. This is Unpolished Therapy. Let's jump right in. Hi, Dr. Boca. How are you? Happy Wednesday. Hey, Rage. I'm doing great. Okay, I say I'm doing great and I think that I'm doing fine. I don't know the right word, but to say great might be an overstatement, but all is good in the world. Let's leave it at that. And yourself? Okay. I just want to tell you though, you know the line fine. Like when someone says, I'm fine, they're not, number one. I know. And more notably, I always put it like from the aesthetic standpoint, like if you ask, I guess, a boyfriend, husband, partner, whoever, like, how do I look? And they say fine. That's like the worst answer ever. That means, oh my God, I look terrible. I better go up and change. And fine. I look fine. Right? So yes, I understand. And let me tell you, I grew up in a house where everything was fine. So I'm fine. sure my mother's listening and she knows that I hate the word fine. I just couldn't come up with a better one right now. Everything's good. It's not bad. It's just the last couple of weeks just feel like they are long and I'm thinking they're over and they're just starting. So I don't know. It's busy. But all good. All good. I won't say fine again. Okay. I don't know if I fully believe you, but that's okay. I'm not going to pick you apart. It, you can. We're, we're, I'm always so used to you kind of helping me with my stuff. It seems like you're kind of a little blah, which brings me to something interesting that there is a new word floating around out there in the stratosphere. According to the New York Times, blah, that feeling of blah or that monotony. It's only Wednesday, but wait, it feels like it's Friday or why isn't it Friday yet? Yes. Okay. So that word, and I'll have you know, you are not alone because now this is like in the Webster dictionary. The word languish is a new word people are using to describe the feeling that you are just describing. The I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, you know, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm a little blah, but no, but I'm fine. So, so I will sound so much better when I just say <laughs> I, I'm languish. Yeah, I'm languish. I'm, I'm a, lang- a little languishy. But that was a word before, right? Because I kind of vaguely remember learning it on the SATs or for the SATs. Am I making that up? I don't know. And I'm not going to pretend that I do know. What I will say that I know is that word, even if it existed in the universe prior, it's now being categorized as one of our post-COVID-y words, right? So you can throw it in with unprecedented Mm -hmm. or hybrid Mm -hmm. or whatever the other words are that we've been saying for the last 14, 15, 16 months. Oh, Zoom, (laughs) right? That we've never said prior to the pandemic. Languish is now bunched in with that malaise feeling. I love that. I sound so much more intelligent saying language and sophisticated when I say it. Like it almost sounds more positive than I'm actually maybe feeling. I like this. Okay, thank you. Well, it will make you, if you use it, just buyer beware, you will be less 
unpolished, right? Because that's true. All right. I don't know. Well, no, I'm good. Well, I'm not actually, I'm really not good. And oh my God. And then you go into the whole whatever. That's kind of the more unpolished way that we've been doing it here and there. That being said, but I get called, I get called, I didn't mean to talk over you, but I get called out by you that fine is a lame word. So I was trying to be unpolished and then you called me out. So now I'm trying to polish myself up. And if I polish myself up, I'm supposed to be unpolished. Well, you're exhausted. And that's the essence of pure unpolishedness. So we're on the right track. Awesome. We are on the right track. We have a lot of wreckage here. I don't know (laughs) if we've broken it down or if we're all just so languished right now that we don't even know what we're talking about. That being said, I do agree that the days are very long, right? The time is flying. I will say that the time is flying. And I know that old adage the days are long, but the years fly by. Which brings me to just a little teeny bit of feedback I had gotten from our episode last week on Mother's Day, Nother's Day, what do you call a day, every day, so on and so forth. And the feedback was that we as... I guess it's kind of nice to call us younger parents, Mm -hmm. right? Because our children are still just that. They are kids under our roof and we are still solely responsible for their well-being on every level. But the feedback I got was that in our kind of unpolished admittance how hard it is and it's tiring and it's thankless and so on and so forth. The feedback I had gotten from a, we'll call it a more seasoned mother, Mm -hmm. right? In years of motherhood is that we were a little narrow, a little short-sighted. And the phase that we're in now, while yeah, it's grueling and it's tough and it kind of doesn't feel like there's much gratitude because it's just, it's a drag. Give it some time. You'll see. You'll soon find out that as those phases of life move forward and your children get older and then they themselves become parents of their own, that joy factor circles back and what goes around comes around. So that's kind of fun. So That's I great. I know. That. And I appreciate that feedback. I mean, I, look, we can only be as broad as we know. And that's why I love having guests because they can expand our horizons and they broaden some of the information. And we got similar feedback on the perimenopause episode where we know what we're experiencing, but there's like a whole lot of other stuff on the other side and further down the road that we know textbook wise, but we ourselves have not gone through it. So I've always like envisioned us having some sort of panel where we can have, God willing, an 80-year-old who's like, wait, what? What's happening with my biology, right? To the 70-year-old, the 60-year-old, the 50-year-old, and maybe even the 40-year-old to kind of get that whole range because I don't think we can go that wide lens just by the limitations of where we are in our lives. So that's... That is great feedback and I appreciate that. So thank you, listener. Yes. Thank you, listener. I got another fun little tidbit having nothing to do with any particular topic, but it was kind of fun. And the feedback from this listener was, you know, they love the podcast and they listen and ensure the therapy piece, as we always say, you know, like the quasi therapy, because everyone we know it, this isn't real therapy. So while it's fun to get some insight into the topics we talk about, the bigger piece that I chuckled over was it kind of just feels like they're listening in on a conversation that like they're not really a part of and they shouldn't be listening that it's like an eavesdropping kind of thing, which I love because it doesn't get more unpolished than that. And it's kind of like, should I be listening? Should I not be listening? So I got a kick out of that. I love it. So thank you, listener. Yeah. Thank you, listener. I think that's great. I mean, it's very voyeuristic. And I think we as a society enjoy being voyeuristic, which is one of the reasons I think that Lori Gottlieb's book did so well, which is maybe you should talk to somebody and it's written as a therapist talking about her patients and her own therapy sessions as a therapist working on herself. And I think people gravitated towards it because 
Who wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall with what's going on in a therapist's head? I mean, I think that's part of what makes this voyeuristic is like you don't get to sit inside a therapy sessions between a therapist and a patient, but certainly not the therapist to the therapist, right? Like that's totally taboo. So I think there is an element of voyeurism that people are attracted to. So thank you. Thank you, listener. Yes, I love that. We should have a whole episode. Thank you, listener. (laughs) Right, It's like the doorbell ringing. Ding dong, listener. (laughs) I'll tell you a funny story. You had mentioned Lori Gottlieb's book. Maybe you should talk to someone. So I did read the book. I loved it. And I read it cover to cover. And we all know, everyone out there, no matter how old you are, sometimes things do get lost in translation when you text with another person. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, who that hasn't happened to... But all of us, right? All of us. All of us, right? Yep. So I... And this goes back a while. So forgive me if if the details are a little fuzzy. But the point of the story is that I had been texting with a friend and... I don't remember exactly, but we were commiserating about whatever and something about books came up or whatnot in the midst of the commiserating, right? Mm -hmm. So I had written, maybe you should talk to someone. But in my head, I was giving the suggestion for the book that you should read. Maybe you should talk to someone. That was my suggestion, right? And the other end of the telephone, my friend was like, wait, what? You think I'm that messed up? You you, you really think I should talk to someone? And it was just so funny. Normally, a lot of times, these texts go sideways in, in the right. wrong direction. And what's misinterpreted is someone's insulted or whatever. And it turns into a whole brouhaha. We cracked up about it because I'm like, no, maybe you should talk to someone. That's the book recommendation I'm giving you. That's the name of the book. Right. It's like, who's on first, right? Exactly. exactly. Oh my God. That's great. That that was funny. But I do like voyeuristic type of topics because they are taboo. They are a little off the beaten path. To me, there's a sex appeal to it. There's a little danger. You're not really sure if you should or shouldn't. And if you're not sure, that means you probably shouldn't. Shouldn't. But that's exactly why I should. So yeah, voyeuristic type of... I wonder if there's like any activities that people actually can do where you willingly say, I'm going to dive into something like that to kind of just have a little thrill factor or have your adrenaline rushed a little bit. I mean, I'm not talking about like going... Like S&M? To, no, well, I was going to... No, I, I like meant a swinger? Like, I mean, like, like going to like a, like a whorehouse and like looking through a peephole. I, I, don't, I don't mean it like that necessarily from like the literal okay. perspective of watching voyeurism, someone right. have sex and voyeurism like that. But I mean, again, you talk about the broad lens. I'm trying to just broaden it out a little bit. We're talking about how, you know, things are a little malaise in language and every day is kind of the same old, same old. So I just wonder if there's been anything that's new out there that people have taken to in this post-COVID, but but while we're still in it, COVID, we're not sure where we're at COVID, that has anyone... And I'm, a, I'm not asking that you necessarily know the answer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm putting it out there that what are people doing to push the envelope a little bit to de-languish themselves, right? I don't even know that that's a phrase, but to not be malaise. If our whole shtick, right, Dr. Mm-hmm. Boga, that we talk about is we want more and we want to push the envelope and we want to be fulfilled and we want to get out there, but we're also testing boundaries. We've got to have the conversation that goes something like, well, what are those things that we can do to 
feel. Right. Yeah. What are those things? We don't want to be desensitized so much so that Mm -hmm. the norm of not feeling, right? Because we haven't in a year Mm -hmm. or however long is now comfortable and okay. And we're normalizing that we, and I'll use myself as the guinea pig, me, that I kind of really haven't done a lot. Like that's not okay. And when we talked last week, sorry, I didn't just keep going and then I'll shut up. That when we talked last week or the week before, whenever I was having one of my many nervous breakdowns, when we had said it's okay to not be okay, at what point though do we say, no, it's not okay to swim in the sea of non-okayness indefinitely. We've got to pull ourselves up from our bootstraps and we've got to be positive and we've got to get out there and we've got to come up with new, creative, fun, voyeuristic or not, unpolished, yes, ways to spark it back up again. Yeah, I think, I I mean, I think you bring up a great point. After COVID, uh, we reset all the way back to zero. Some people even went negative, right? And they started feeling the malaise, the the languish. And so I would say to you right now, just getting out is going to make us feel, right? We haven't done that for a lot of people. I mean, I've been out, but I know a lot of people haven't. It's not an excuse to stay stuck. It's not. And we have to bring life back into it. So I can just tell you that my daughter had a birthday this, well, she didn't have a birthday yet. It wasn't really her birthday, but all of her friends are going to camp the week before school ends. And like, for whatever reason, my daughter's birthday this year is actually going to fall during school. It's always falls during camp. It's falling during school this year. So she's like, I want to do something for my birthday, but everybody's going to be gone already. So I said, okay, well, let's pick a weekend and do something. So I said, what do you want to do? So my daughter being my daughter put together a whole day down in Miami and we wound up going to Aviator Nation. And then we went out for pizza and Wynwood. And then we went to, with our friends, we went to Lincoln Road and we shopped for four hours on Lincoln Road. And then we went back to South Beach to Sugar Factory and had dinner and like the grand desserts and everything. And I bring that up because it was a great day. It was a fabulous day. We got out, we got to see people. The kids had a blast. Yet there was a moment in there that I lost my shit. Okay. You, Dr. Boca? I was as unpolished as anyone has ever been. I have the four girls in the car. We're driving literally what we could have walked from Lincoln Road to Sugar Factory. We're talking a couple blocks. And in that, there was so much traffic. There were so many entitled and nasty interactions of people in the cars. And then I had to pay $60, 60 to park, okay? Because it was a Saturday night in South Beach in a garage. And what was happening is rather than it being like you go and you pull the ticket, there was a guy inserting the credit card for every person. So the traffic was backed up. We're cutting across things. I'm cursing. We get in after he tells me it's $60. I'm like, like, Oh my God, like I'm never doing this again. Never leaving my house. I'm, this, is, this sucks. This took the entire greatest day. And then it was like freaking Tetris inside the parking garage. One car had to go backwards to go forward because the other one was blocking the other one in and you couldn't make the turn. 
I must have dropped the F-bomb about 13 to 15 times. So if my daughter's friend's parents are listening to this, I am so sorry. But it literally ruined the entire experience. I'm like, I'm never going out again. I'm never doing this. I was trying to do something nice. I'm going to COVID. I'm going back to COVID. I'm not doing this anymore. Because you're realizing that going out and having those great moments, because everything has kind of changed, it's not as great as it used to be. And so I have a hard time giving you things to do. And all I would just say is capture the moments when it happens and do something. So I don't know if I really answered your question with that example, but it was like the highest of highs with the lowest of lows. And it would be very easy to just be like, I'm never doing this again. I'm never having fun with this. I'm never taking my daughter out. I'm never going back into society. But then you don't get the highs, the joy that my daughter had with her friends, doing all of these things, me being a part of it. And you're talking about voyeurism. Wow. I just like accented that word in such a crazy way. But you're talking about voyeurism. I watched my daughter and her friends for four and a half hours shopping. And the information that I saw and heard was priceless, priceless. It took me back to my childhood when my friends went shopping. And I was like, I was the old mom, like my mom was the old mom. So again, I don't know if I answered your question, but I would say you got to get out and do something and there will be moments of joy, which will be great. So you didn't answer the question and I don't care because that was the best complete lunacy description from you. And it's so fun for me to see you completely unhinged. And you (laughs) literally just went from zero to 100 and then back down again. And that was amazing. And guess what? That's what makes you just authentic. That you literally just fell off the deep end, but then you pulled yourself back up all in the same stream of consciousness. So bravo. I don't know what you said. I don't know what the advice was. I didn't care. I was just enjoying the show. And listeners, you don't see it because obviously you're listening to the podcast, but Dr. Boke and I are on Zoom because I still live in the COVID world. And <laughs> I don't leave the house. That being said, to see you guys heard the craziness. You heard her go up the mountain. You heard her falling off the cliff. And then you kind of heard her circle back around and come back around to life. I watched it. And the visual... <laughs> was so much fun that like I can end this podcast right now because that was pure entertainment to me. So, well, I guess uh, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. And I love that you could find in the unpolished, the polished and bring me back to some semblance of normal. But I think that's the feedback that I get in my life as a therapist and as a person, I'm one and the same. So I enjoy that I'm not perfect. And we've talked about this and I'm not perfect. I'm a parent like everybody else. I'm a horrible parent sometimes. I am a great friend. I'm a horrible friend sometimes. Here she I forget goes that. again, everyone. She's getting ready to go off. No, I'm not. <laughs> daddy. I want to like be the, the side announcer. Like right now, she's using both of her hands and she is rocking back and forth as she's telling me for the third time she is not perfect and she's a terrible parent. <laughs> oh my God. I should just like walk off and leave this all to Rachel to have fun with. But yeah, it's I'm picking on you and I don't mean it. You're such a good sport. You're just real. I'm and, real. And that's what we all want to hear. And I back to like, what can I do that's like voyeuristic. This, I could just listen to you go bananas today. And I am definitely getting my own adrenaline rush because I'm having a blast. So it's excitement. It's excitement. So you don't even have to leave the house. I can enable your COVID quarantine forever just by being on Zoom with you and going off the deep end. But it goes, it look, it goes to show that we're all human beings and we all have our own shit. And I actually have a thing in my new office because I just changed offices. I don't know if you knew that. 
And it says, we're all crazy. It's not a competition. I feel that way. Like we all have our shit. We all have our shtick. We all have our problems, but we don't have to beat anybody with it. We just have to look at it. We have to understand it. Like, and if you want to feel special because you have it, more power to you, but I'm good with it. You know, what's interesting I have found, and there is some kind of peaceful calm in the recognition that we all kind of have our own stuff. We've talked about it at nauseum and we know that. And anyone that's, I kind of also look at it like anyone who's actually lived, right? The more experiences you have and the more trial and error that you go through, in a way, that kind of substantiates the crazy. Sure. Because it means you've actually lived and lived. gone through stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that, right? So we're actually now saluting the crazy, okay? Right. But in my mind, now, I don't know if this is the unpolished piece. I don't know if this is being cynical. I don't know what the word is to describe this. But I now, the older I get, question the ones who seemingly have it all fucking mm-hmm. together all the time, head to toe. They're never having a nervous breakdown. They're always buttoned up. They always have the right thing to say. Everything is great, 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 great. Those are the people that I... I mean, those are the ones that maybe do have the bodies buried in their basement, but yet Mm -hmm. nobody knows where they live. So they don't know where the basement is. (laughs) Those are the people that kind of freak me out so much more. And I've always said I've been so drawn and attracted to a little bit crazy. Yeah, I just, I get it more than the people that are just this robotic, mm-hmm. I hate to say Stepford wife, because it, it's right. certainly not even just women, but robotic is really the best way I can describe it. Well, so clearly then I'm attracted to the crazy because I don't know any of those people that present that way. Obviously, I have a skewed sample because the people that come into my office obviously are there for something and they're willing to acknowledge that there's something going on with them. And also my friends, you know, therapists don't usually have friends that are not struggling with something, right? Because they use you to bounce off all of their stuff on. So I don't know any of those robotic people, but I will tell you that there, there's no such thing. I mean, just in the act of having to put themselves together to look together, they're defending against something whatever that something is. So I agree with you. I'd much rather have fun and enjoyment in life and allow myself to be a little bit crazy, show my craziness, but enjoy the process of living. So I think you're in good company if you surround yourself by a few crazy people. And the flip side of it, and I'm probably not supposed to say this as a therapist, but it makes you feel a little more normal when you surround yourself by crazy people. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and it's just so much more fun. Well, it is. That's what I was saying before, right? But yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'd rather live and have fun and be a little crazy, but surrounding yourself with crazy people, it's great. It makes you feel a little bit more normal and engaged and around like-minded people. And what you guys can't see right now is Rachel is literally scratching her hand for the last 10 minutes. So I just want to be empathic and ask if you're okay. I'm not. I, I'm like bleeding. Is it I'm mosquito? surprised you didn't see me. I was like sucking my hand. No, I did. Blood. That's another I thing. I guess. You want to talk about voyeuristic. I'm like a vampire <laughs> that I'm like drinking my own <laughs> my own blood. I don't know. I I just, I looked down and all of a sudden my hand was gushing and, and I'm not sure. But yeah, listen, everyone, we, we are in Florida. And since we are incredibly 
sophisticated over here. The office is very fancy. It's the totally. garage. And there are flies and bugs, I guess, that are flying in. So maybe it was a mosquito bite gone bad. I, I don't know. But I am bleeding. So we've had blood on today's podcast. We've had Dr. Boca go off the deep end on today's podcast. We kind of talked a little bit about everything, a little bit about nothing. I think too, just in the spirit of, as you always say, to be gracious and kind to ourselves. I was giving it some thought when we were in the process of kind of coming up with our session and what are we going to talk about? Sometimes I tend to think like, well, didn't we kind of cover a topic like that? Mm -hmm. Or is this a little bit redundant? And then I realized that in therapy, which I say it tongue in cheek because I know, again, we have our poetic license here, that just because we take a topic, be it anxiety or be it reinventing ourselves or be it body image or, or any of the things, the sex, whatever... Just because we've covered it for anywhere between 32 minutes to 47 minutes, it doesn't mean that we can now check it off the list. We've covered it. We're finished. We've packed it all up, compartmentalized it, and we we're moving on. Right? So oh my God. You come back around. and Absolutely. Because if that was the case, I could have stopped therapy about 15 years ago. If I had to just drop it once, oh, we're good. This shit comes up over and over and over, and it just takes on a different form. It's dress differently. So absolutely. And if our listeners get frustrated by the fact that we're talking about something again, then I can't even apologize for it. I love you listeners and you guys are a lifeline, but it means that we're maybe languished today and we have to redig and re-go in that direction and kind of pick through it and see if we can understand a little bit more about it or see it from a different lens or revisit it because the tools that we had to help us cope with it or get through it aren't working and we need new tools. So yes, I don't want to bore you all. But at the same time, I'm asking everybody, like to your point, is like just understand why we're doing it. It's not coming out of a place of boredom. It's coming out of a place because there's something going on that we need to still process. So I just want to tell you in the spirit too of trying to be like the sidebar announcer of what's going on. <laughs> As I mentioned, my office is here in the garage and there's a couple that just walked by outside young couple, there's a baby carriage, but one parent was holding the baby. The baby could not be more than four days old. Oh it was God. wee big, okay? Peanut size beyond. And the littlest human creature, brand new, breathing the air that they're just learning for the first time. And in that moment, I had this kind of outer body experience as I'm observing them because I'm thinking about how we've been sitting here bitching about <laughs> our kids and how annoying and this and that and where's the joy and when is that coming and whatever. And this couple who now, they have no idea, no <laughs> idea what they're getting into, but there's something so beautiful sure. about seeing it from a bird's eye view where I have no skin in the game, mm -hmm. right? And maybe to the point of, what the other listener was saying, how we were looking at the lens so narrow as the years go on and the seasons change, that's metaphoric, but also mm -hmm. literal. We do find joy and pleasure in all the different stages. And I'm seeing that recognized in just watching a brand new life coming to be. And I think that that's kind I, of cool. I love that. And on top of that, we're coming full circle again because you were just being voyeuristic. Yes! I love, <laughs> I love it. I mean, we didn't just come full circle twice. 
There you go. See, I'm telling you, one of my favorite activities. And you know what? Thank you for saying that because now I'm answering my own questions, which I love because we all kind of fall back on you got to follow your gut and your inner self and stick to your guns about whatever the scenario is. So yes, I said to you, what could we do that's kind of voyeuristic, whatever. And I forgot that one of my favorite activities truly is just people watching and Mm -hmm. observing and picking up on cues and signs and symbols and whatever and just kind of learning through others. And maybe that's... I'm sorry, that may not be very sexy to some people or whatever, but maybe that's what I've kind of forgotten that I've lacked in this Mm -hmm. COVID kind of crisis. And even you talked before about just the littlest things, get out there and dip your toe in. And without even realizing, I think that's what I was just doing. And you could tell, I could tell in my voice, in my mannerisms, and in just the way that I kind of did take that meditative breath a little, which I do want to mention too. I know now I'm all over the place. Everyone, Dr. Boca specifically, and Tani, if you're listening, I am, drum roll. Oh my God, you're scaring me. Ready? Yes. Nine days in a row, meditating. No way! Oh my God, I think I just deafened every human being listening. Oh my God. Rachel, that's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I was telling my mom actually just this morning in the midst of a hysteria, I was like, oh, and by the way, I'm on like day nine of meditating or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, is it working? No, but I'm doing it and I'm sticking with it. And my mom said it was kind of funny. She's like, but maybe it is because Mm -hmm. you're saying it's not, but imagine if you weren't meditating. So I was like, I don't even want to know what that would look like. But I am trying it, everyone out there. And I'm giving it a go. I know we hate the word try because it's kind of like, I probably won't, but I probably am. You hate the word try. Not everybody. Not everybody. Yeah. So I'm doing it and I can't say I'm enjoying it, but I can say that I have that piece of stick-to-itiveness where I've kind of gotten into a rhythm and I'm doing it 10 minutes, sometimes 7 minutes. One day I did it for 20 because I was really unnerved and I just didn't want to get up. So I, I just like on a side note, like which one did you pick? Like which format seems to be working or okay. not working for you? I'm going to tell you, in all fairness, I want to keep it real. I think I had mentioned this on the episode that we did about meditation. I had previously downloaded the Calm app. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it's like $60 for the year or whatever. And that's what I did, right? Mm-hmm. So on the Calm app, I fluctuate. I play around. I do click on the word meditate. And then there are, there's a whole battery of stuff that comes up. But there's for beginners. And, and then there's different levels. There's stress. There's self-care. There's anxiety. So depending on how I feel in that moment. I just look at the titles and that's what I'm doing. Now, in full unpolished disclosure, there's one that I've now listened to. What did I say? Nine days in a row. I've listened to this one three days in a row. And it is called, I kid you not, Panic SOS. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I love that. Kind of just makes me laugh that if someone named a meditation Panic SOS, that means that there's tons of people out there that need immediate help in the panic category. And that immediately made me feel better. Of course. Look, there's so much safety in numbers because it normalizes. And yes, all these apps, all this meditation, there is a reason it exists. Because we need it. Yeah. Everybody needs it. And I kudos to you because you were like a hard sell on the meditation podcast. Like I was like, okay, this one's going to be a challenge. She's opening her eyes in the middle. She's like, it's not working for me. 
I love that you took a chance and you're trying it. And I loved your word stick to That's like a great new word for me. But I love that you have the fortitude to kind of stick with it and try it. And I agree with your mom. Like, I, you know what? Your mom's right. We wouldn't want to know what would have happened if you hadn't had it. So kudos. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say, just in the spirit of just being practical use, right? I'm the first one to say that I'm not carving out the same time every day and yeah. doing it methodically like that. My mind doesn't operate like that. But because I am unpolished, where and when I'm doing it is so my speed and my nature. The other day, I was waiting to have an exercise session with a trainer. And I pulled up the car and I was early, which that, that is kind of part of my personality. And I was feeling anxious and I felt like I could use a little SOS in the <laughs> panic mode. And I knew I had the time. right? And I did it in the car Perfect. while I was waiting from in between one appointment, but before the next appointment to fill that time while I was doing it though, and this is kind of where, you know, you got to just let things roll off your back. The trainer came out and was like, are you kidding me? Because it was loud. I had it on very loud, piping through the car and kind of was like making fun of me a little bit. And I was like, stand down, slow your roll. I'm meditating right now. <laughs> I'm meditating right now. <laughs> Kinda, you do what you can do. You do what you But that's the whole point of all of this, right? I always tell my patients, like, you got to do what works for you. If it's not going to work for you, it's going to become an inconvenience or you're going to feel like ball and chain to it. It's not going to work, which is why I, you know, Tani, when she was talking, you know, there's different meditation modes and styles for different people. And even on her meditation record, album, whatever album. word we're going to, whatever <laughs> word we're going to use, she has all different ones because there's people who like to walk and there's people who like to do yep. a systematic desensitization, whatever, whatever, whatever. You got to pick what works for you. And one day it might not. And another day, another one does. And one might work at four o'clock in the morning and one might work at four o'clock in the afternoon. And look, one of the biggest complaints people have is there's not enough time. And we waste so much time in our day being anxious or sitting in a car waiting on carpool line or on hold with the air conditioning people or the FPNL or whatever, whatever. Those are the moments. Those are the moments that we can find time to do a five minute little shtick to make us calm down. So brilliant, brilliant, my friend, brilliant. Yeah, well, I want you to do it too. And I want you to circle back with me next week and let me know how you go. And I personally think, I personally think this is a good place to stop because I feel like I want to meditate right now. Wait, but you're stopping and I'm, I'm like sitting here going, wait, I have to meditate now? Like it's not do as I say, not as I do? Oh yeah, my God. No, I'm giving you that homework assignment because A, I haven't been giving homework assignments in several weeks now. And you know, I love homework assignments. And with the rant that you went on, <laughs> carrying on so about your daughter's birthday party, I feel like you could use a little meditation, Dr. Boca. I could, and it's a good homework assignment. So I will try. I may not do it as religiously as you, but I am going to try to stick with what I preach and I will practice. Give it a go. All yes. right. Well, listen, with that being said, I say we wrap it here. Yeah. A little hodgepodgey, but more notably, it was very unpolished and that's kind of what we do. We're keeping it real. We're keeping it unpolished. We are keeping the meditative state wherever we can squeeze it in. So everyone out there try to do that. So let us know if you have any feedback, questions, concerns, comments. We want to hear from you. We're actually asking to hear from you. We are imploring you to reach out. Let us know. We need topics or we can just kind of talk about the same thing that we talk about every week, which is great because I guess that is kind of what our quasi-therapy is all about. Anyway, I am long-winded. I want to go meditate. 
Thank you for being here with me today, Dr. Roca. I love our Wednesdays. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how much we accomplished, but we've accomplished something. So something is better than nothing, I suppose. And we wish everyone a wonderful week. Happy Wednesday. We'll be back next week. What we will be talking about remains to be seen. But if you reach out and you inquire or you give us a hot topic, we're happy to dive in. So let us know, right, Dr. Boca? Absolutely. Follow us on social media at Unpolished Therapy, on Instagram and on Facebook at Unpolished Therapy. I think that's our Instagram. And let us know what you're thinking. So we will see you next week. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week, everyone, where we ditch the couch, grab the mics, and we are breaking down all the wreckage. We'll be here next week on the corner of Audacity and Advice from Dr. Boca and myself, Rachel Silver-Cohen. This has been another Unpolished episode of our Unpolished Therapy. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.